Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Jimmy. Welcome back to our second episode of the Random City Podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed what you've heard before, if you've already heard the first one. Um, and if you haven't, maybe you should check us out. We're on iTunes if you want to look us up there. But of course, if you're listening to this, you've probably already found us. So why should I explain all that? You probably know how it works. Okay, so tonight's episode, or today, or... Whenever you may be listening to its episode, it's going to focus on a couple things. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, part of the, the movie Twilight and that whole phenomenon, as well as um, talk about a little bit about Slumdog Millionaire, some themes that we're going through it. I enjoyed that movie. As well, um, a few things after some break. First up, I do want to say, um, first song we just heard was Your Love is Better Than Life by the Newsboys from their album Go. Uh, we're going to be hearing some more from the Newsboys. That was one of our uh, requests this week from uh, friend Mary asked me to play some Newsboys, so I shall. Okay, so let's get on with the podcast. All right, we're going to have a little more music from the Newsboys, and then we're going to look at look at some stuff from Twilight. Child, you're like a star. Alright, that was the Newsboys with a little song called The Letter. Uh, it's talking about shining, you're one of a kind, and that kind of made me think of Edward in Twilight. He was shiny when he got into the sunlight, and so that's where that came from. Alright, so Twilight, what was the deal with Twilight? I actually liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought it would. I uh, first heard about it, I was just like, oh, another vampire story, whatever. But then, I, really, I liked Buffy and Angel, so why wouldn't I have liked this, you know, in the grander scheme of things? But um, I liked the differences. These weren't the normal, typical vampires. They weren't the normal, typical story. I like the Native American influences, that this was kind of a Native American legend, that the Native Americans had a peace treaty with them, which reminded me of Lost, because in the current season of Lost, the Dharma Initiative and the others have a peace treaty that as long as they don't break it, the other side won't break it, or whatever. Kind of like the Natives. Um, the Cullens don't go on their private little reserve, and the uh, Indians don't tell people that... They're vampires. And also, it's almost like the Native Americans are werewolves, um, since they were saying they were, they came from wolves, which was kind of interesting to me, too. Just the whole um, kind of tradition of the lichen and the werewolf, kind of like, you know, just all the other vampire movies out there. But um, a few themes there I want to look at in Twilight. I mean, definitely one of those things is immortality. People look at that as romantic and awesome that you can be 17 for almost 100 years, I think, within the case of Edward in the movie. Um and I definitely see the, you know, our culture's obsessed with youth. Our, our culture has, you know, older people taking extreme measures to have surgeries and things to look younger and all these kind of deals. So that is definitely appealing to people. Apart from apart from that side of it, people also like the whole, you know, they could be together forever kind of mentality. But two, um, kind of, the, I think that also shows. Again, the, one one of the things Solomon wrote, he said, "God has put eternity into the hearts of men." So people or men long for that um, immortality. You know, God has created a a vacuum. I think as some people like to say, a hole in your heart that can only be filled by Christ, and then you know that gives you eternal life. And eternal life, if you look into the Word, is not just going to heaven. This eternal life is knowing God. 
Um, and so I think that actually reveals people's desire to know God, even if they don't know it. Um, the whole idea of immortality. Also, one thing I do like about the movie is the way that Edward um, showed love for, for Bella. Like he protected her from a car crash that would have killed her. He protected her from a group of men who, who were about to probably rape and maybe kill her. He um, also tried to get her to stay away from him because he knew that he was dangerous. He knew that he might not be able to control himself as far as the fact that he wanted to drink her blood, which again is kind of weird because it's a vampire, but he definitely had her best interest at heart, which means he really did care about her. He did love her, um, which is really pretty cool because usually in movies like this that are romantic and geared toward teenagers, especially teenage girls or women, a lot of times it's kind of a bad thing and it's not it's more like just sinful than anything like titanic or something people think it's romantic and the woman's engaged to someone else she meets someone and a few hours later they're having sex in a car i mean that's not romantic that's that's sin and so i did like the fact that he actually tried to to do the right thing for her and to help her um, as far as funny things or or fun things or fun things, as I like to say, um, I love the baseball scene. That was awesome. They didn't went out and played baseball in the rain, and because it was raining, people wouldn't notice like the thunder from hitting the baseball. And they were so fast they could go and catch the ball and stuff. That was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. I also like that was the turning point of the movie that um, you weren't sure if you weren't familiar with the story, if you weren't sure if the Cullens were out killing police officers and people in boats and stuff or if it was someone else and this really confirmed that it was someone else um, one thing I didn't like I will say this it was that Bella wanted to become a vampire and that was kind of her theme at the end of the movie that she wanted to become a vampire and he he said that she he didn't want her to become a monster and he didn't want to turn anyone to a vampire unless they were about to die and he kind of shared the story of him he was dying from the Spanish flu back in 1918 or 1908, whatever year it was. And the Spanish flu killed millions of people. It was a pandemic. It was it was a bad mamma jamma. Um, that was kind of weird. But she really had her heart set on becoming a vampire. And I guess I was dreaming about being with him forever. Kind of at the end of the world, end of the world, <laughs> end of the, the movie, um, he asked her if it isn't like a... Is it not enough to have a long and happy life with, with him? And she said for now it was. Um, but she wants to be a vampire, which was definitely not my favorite part of the movie. But yeah, the sacrificial love of the movie was my favorite, favorite thing. So yeah, that was some of my thoughts on Twilight. I know there's a million and millions and millions of the Twilight fans out there. So if anyone has comments, questions, thoughts, theories, whatever, please feel free to share them. You can call us. I have a little thing on our blog where you can call in for free. Um, you can like, put in your number, and then it'll call you, and so you don't have to pay for the call, which is pretty sweet. You can email me. It's just randomcitypodcast at gmail.com, randomcitypodcast.blogspot.com. Be wonderful. All right, we're going to have another thing from the Newsboys, and then we'll talk about Slumdog Millionaire for a few minutes, and then we'll have an interview with somebody special, y'all. Okay, peace. I wanna start it over I wanna start again I want a new beginning One without an end I feel it inside Calling out to me It's 
right. And the question of the hour, if you will, is have you seen the eight-time Oscar-winning Slumdog Millionaire? The story mostly of Jamal and his brother um, and, and Latika, too, um, and their craziness in, in Mumbai. But it's basically about a, a teenager. He's 18 years old at the time of the Millionaire show, and he grew up in the slums and around India and... He has a chance at this slumdog, this little kid who no one expects to win. They're saying throughout the show that no one ever wins the million dollars or the 20 million rupees, whatever it is, in India. No one ever does. And not even doctors and lawyers and really smart people. So how could a slumdog possibly have a chance? And um, anyway, he's actually arrested just before he answers the, the final question because it you know, gets to that one before and the end of the show, just like they always do on the shows like that. And um, they arrest him. They think he's cheating. And um, and while he's getting interrogated, you see flashbacks throughout his life of why he knows the answers, which is really pretty cool. Um, but it's really kind of sad at the same time because a lot of bad things happened to Jamal and his family. I mean, we see him uh, as a small kid um, have his mom killed right in front of him by some Hindus because they hate Muslims. And um, just just all sorts of horrible things happened to him. A lot of those horrible things were done to him by others. Um, several of the horrible things done to him was done to him by his brother. Um, it was just sad. It really was. But um, it's expiring at the same time because of the ending of the story. You know, it's not necessarily how the story starts, but how it finishes that's important. The end of the movie, you know, it's called Slumdog Millionaire. So guess what? Here's a little hint. He wins the million dollars. Ooh. All right. So, yeah, he wins. And he gets reunited with the love of his life that he's loved since he was a little kid, which is really cool. Throughout the movie, he kind of talks about the fact that he thinks that's his destiny to be with Latika, um, which is sweet. And um, at the end, too, the the very last thing you see on the screen before it goes into like a music video, like Bollywood style, is the final answer of how he won the, the Slumdog Millionaire. How he won the Millionaire show was it was written. You know, it was fate. It was destiny for him to win it. Um, it was destiny for him to be with Latika. And, you know, fate, destiny, all those words are, are secular terms for some other words he could use. Um, God's plan, God's will, God's sovereignty. You know, there's a lot of Bible verses out there that can almost be cliche um, about how God has a plan for us and, and how everything works together for the good. But it's true. Uh, we don't always understand why or how it works, but God does orchestrate things in our lives to help us, to shape us, to form us into who he wants us to be, even if we don't know why, even if we can't understand why. He's still sovereign, and that's a big church word we used. It just means he's in control, and he's on the throne. And that was really the thing I came away with from this movie, kind of, mostly. There's other things too, I guess, but you know, God is in control. And, and the events of this young man's life that were horrible prepared him to be the man who he needed to be at 18 years old. And um, I enjoyed that. I mean, there were some tough things in there. It really were, but it was a great story. Well deserves of all of its 75 awards. Very much so. All right. Well, we'll be right back with um, some more Newsboys and then a special celebrity guest, y'all.
Newsboys. That there was Wherever We Go by the Newsboys. Previously, we heard a clip of Something Beautiful, which, again, was kind of the point of my little rant about the Slumdog Millionaire. Even out of the most horrible thing, Something Beautiful came out of it. Okay, so our celebrity interview for tonight is going to be a fun one. Uh, maybe you know him, maybe you don't. Um, he is, was the legendary broadcaster for the Chicago Cubs for many, many years. And here he is. Well, he'll introduce himself. Hey, Harry Cowery here. Nice to be on your show, Jimmy. I'm glad to be here at Random City Podcast. Harry, it's always good to see you, brother. So, uh, how you been doing? Well, I've been worried about you, Jimmy. Oh, uh, really? What, 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 why are you worried about me? Well, I, I just want to ask you a question. Oh, okay, go ahead, man. Well, if you could choose between being the best podcaster in the world or having mad cow disease, what would you choose? Um, that's a tough one, Harry. I uh, think I'll go with being the best podcaster in the world. Oh, good. Good. I thought you were going to choose Mad Cow. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Well, Harry, any um, other questions or comments tonight? Yeah. If if you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? I know I would. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think about stuff like that, Harry. I'm, I'm sorry, brother. Well, anyway. I guess that's about all for our show tonight. We're going to play it out with one more track from the Newsboys, In Wonder. And I hope you guys have enjoyed the second episode of the Random City Podcast. Again, shoot us an email, randomcitypodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on the web at randomcitypodcast.blogspot.com. We'd love to have your theories, comments, questions, whatever. Um, ideas for future shows, ideas for music groups you like. Mary suggested Newsboys. You can suggest yours, you know. Hey, whatever you want to do. So, from all of us here at the Random City Podcast, good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. I saw that from Tina Fey, by the way. So much wonder carved in your coral seas. So much wonder. Radio